0: What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Marley. Um, this is THSH Radio. I just want to jump straight into it, man. I, I've i been working on a uh, a segment um, that I'm going to share with you guys probably later on this week. Um, I've been in preparation for it. I really want to give you guys something good. Normally, uh, I just do a podcast, and it's like a freestyle. It's just straight off the head, so um, you might witness a couple of imperfections within it. And um, that's the reason for it. Um, but my uh, next one, I really want to do. I'm really going to start studying on it. And I really want to work on it to give you guys something good. So um, I'm not going to give you the title for it, but I'm really preparing this to be a, a, a really good one. But I I, <clears throat> excuse me. I felt something that was... Uh, that was really heavy on my heart and heavy on me, and I, I really wanted to talk about it. And I actually just um, went through a little bit of discouragement, and um, I really want to. I really want to speak on it. And the title to this it, is "Take It Like a Man." Take It Like a Man. Um, I'm just gonna keep it all the way a hundred with you with the whole situation. Um, well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Um, sometimes we face adversity, and whenever we're not prepared, like I say many times, we have a certain feeling of discouragement. And like I say, like I say many times, um, it's not what you go through; it's how you prepare for it and how you feel about it. Some of the stuff, if not most of the stuff that happen within our lives, we're not going to be prepared for it. So therefore, we have no way to feel um good about the situation, so to speak. And I know that kind of contradicts what I said earlier in my previous segments um about you know preparing for it and feeling you know feeling a better way about it. But that's basically uh, maintains towards like uh, uh I mean not maintains that goes towards like a uh, financial situations or um like basically financial situation. But what what happens what happens whenever uh, you lose a job un, un unsuspectedly or um, you lose one of your kids unsuspectedly or one of your kids is taken away from you unsuspectedly or you know, you lose one of your grandparents unsuspectedly or, you know, your, your mother gets cancer unsuspectedly. You know, how do you prepare for that? And how, how what do you say? Especially if you're the man. How, how do you, who's going to comfort you? I know a lot of people in the family... You know, your wife, your kids, your your siblings or whatever, if you're the older brother, if you're the oldest, they might come to you and they're going to say, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And you, you might have the actual words to say to them to encourage them. But one question, who is going to encourage you? Whenever you give your all to them and you let them know, like, look, everything's going to be all right, we're going to make it, da-da-da-da-da, and then you turn around when nobody's looking and you close your eyes and you feel that tear drop out of your eye and you hide your face because you don't want to show weakness because you can't let them see you cry because if you let them see you cry, they're going to think you don't have it together. And if you don't have it together, who are they gonna come to? How do you prepare? How do you prepare for that? How do you prepare whenever your child is taken away? Unsuspectedly. And there's nothing you can do about it. Sure you can do the 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 um the average thing and you know you might Go and uh, do a physical, you know, something like, you know, altercation or whatever the case is. Sure, you could fight. You know, you can put your hands on people or whatever the case is. But what do you do when you can't do that because you have a responsibility to uphold to your family? You can't sacrifice your freedom and risk going to jail and risk. Your kid's not eating. Bill's not being taken care of. Because of somebody else's ignorance. What do you do? How do you prepare whenever you live and work uh, basically across the country and somebody calls you and tells you your mom just went to the hospital and they don't know if she's going to make it or not. And you thought... Today was going to be a regular Tuesday, and then that one phone call just shatters all your plans for that day. Now, you have to try to find a way, first of all, you got to try to find a way mentally to calm down and think rationally, you know, think rationally, just, just think rationally. Hopefully you have a job, some kind of employment if you don't own your own business, but some kind of employment where your um, your supervisor is actually um, empathetic to the situation. And they're not a butthole and be like, well, you know, that's too bad. You still got a job to do. I've seen that happen plenty of times. How do you prepare for those things? How do you prepare for that? These are the things that we can't prepare for because we don't know when they're going to happen. We don't know when our last day is going to be. We don't know when our last breath will be taken. We don't know. Because if we did know, we wouldn't do most of the things that we do. We'll be preparing for that last day. If you knew the day that you were going to die, if you knew it, you knew, okay, God told me this day I'm gonna I won't be here no more. I gotta do XYZ before this day. People won't care about bills, you won't care about nothing in this world because you would want to try to accomplish everything you can before that day. you wouldn't even need God until that day you would do all the things in the world that go against God until either the day before or or the day of then you would want to go ahead and get in, and turn your life over to God and say okay Lord I'm ready for you now I got everything out of the way but how do you prepare for stuff like that. How do you prepare? Who do you talk to? Who do you speak to about that? Now the big difference between um, women and men. Is I feel as though women trust men to not cheat on them. We can do anything else in the world and y'all can forgive us. But if we cheat, we will leave a permanent scar on you forever. Men will let women get away with everything in the world, sometimes even cheating. And the only thing that will leave us permanently scarred is to know that we told you something in confidence and how we were feeling. In either one, you turned around and used it against me. Two, you turned around and told someone else. So it made me look weak. Or three, you weren't even listening in the first place. Those are the three things that will kill a man's spirit. And honestly, probably stop him from loving you. He might, no, nah, let me take that back. He might continue to love you. But he won't be in love with you. And it will take most likely years probably for him to get that feeling back to even want to be in love with you. If I'm going through something mentally and I don't know how to handle it, and the reason why I don't know how to handle it, because it wasn't introduced to me when I was younger, I didn't have an example to how to how to handle life. Women grow up, women women as little girls, y'all grow up with baby dolls and, and and Barbies and all that other stuff. Y'all taught at a young age how to prepare for life, how to prepare for for marriage, how to prepare for parenting, how to how to prepare for cooking. Y'all have uh um uh what do you call the the, the little baker set? The Easy Becker said, the little microwave ovens. You yeah, have a whole house. Barbie got a own dream house, a whole car, everything. Men, what we have basketball, football, toys, Power Rangers, things like that. We were taught to fight and to be athletic, and be a warrior. We were never taught how to love a woman. We were never taught that a woman might be upset at you, but it don't even got nothing to do with you. We were never taught that it's okay to cry. We were taught that don't cry, man up, be a man, take it like a man. Now, what does take it like a man really mean if you've never seen a man? What does take it like a man mean if you was never given an example of a true man? What is a true man? I heard one phrase say, uh, um, you know, uh, men cheat. That's just what they do. that's, That's just a man. What does that mean? What does that mean? And I'm going to tell you one of the major reasons why men cheat is just something just something for, for women to, uh, to get. I'm, I'm going to give you a freebie. This is one of the things, and I think I kind of spoke on this before too, but I'm just going to reiterate as well. One of the main reasons why men cheat is because we can't tell you anything. And it's not the fact that we don't want to tell you. We're afraid to tell you because either one, you even showed us that we couldn't trust you before, or two, we don't know how you're going to look at us once we tell you this. And it doesn't mean that we already cheated on you. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it just means that we were taught and raised be a man, take it like a man, stop crying. So when we bring our emotional side out, we're afraid to show it because it makes us vulnerable. How would you look at me if you saw me crying? How would you look at me if I told you that my father wasn't there? I mean, sure, yeah, that's right. That's that's a normal normal American. A uh, dad type of situation, not even American. It's just like you know, um, uh, normally in the world or whatever the case is. That's that's something normal, and that's 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 another subject. But it's, it's something that is so common nowadays. It's not even talked about because it's, it's it's common. It's like okay, yeah, whatever. Women are expected to be the man in the in the in the in a, uh in a woman in a relationship. But I don't understand how a woman can be a man, and a man, a woman was never a man. How can you raise a man? How can you raise a boy to be a man if you were never a man? Sure, you can give him good qualities of what you would look for in a man, but that doesn't mean that he's gonna have those same qualities because every man is different. But at the same time, I can raise my son to be a man, but my wife can't raise him to be a man. There's certain things he has to learn from me. There's certain things he will feel more comfortable asking me than he would ask her. Now, who is he supposed to talk to if nobody is there? Right? Then he grows up and gets married, and he wants to share these things with his wife. But his wife doesn't even know either because she wasn't raised in a house with a man either. Or if she was raised in the house with a man, she wasn't taught these things because the man that was that was in the house when she was raised with, he was either too busy working, or he didn't know how to open up about his feelings either. See, now this becomes a cycle, and once it becomes a cycle, it's a, it's an, it's it's ongoing. No one stops it, and the scariest part is no one realizes it. We're so wrapped up social media and um, looking like we got it all together. The perception of looking like we're rich and looking like we're successful. Successful, being successful has nothing to do with money. At all. Being rich has nothing to do with money. The real Meaning of rich, like rich the word R I C H rich, money's not even has nothing to do with that definition. It has nothing to do with that definition. But this is what we see. This is what we see. So we start to emulate that. We have no true real leaders nowadays. None. Everybody wants to make a stand on this Gucci uh, this Gucci blackface thing. And my whole thing is, this is not the first time somebody's done something like this. So all of a sudden now, everybody wants to make a stand on it. They've been mocking black people for years, decades. All of a sudden now, because it's a high fashion designer, and somebody wants to make a stand and say something about it, because they're emulating black people. Why do you think this stuff keeps happening? They're getting a reaction out of you which causes money. Any type of press, whether it's good or bad, is good press. How do you think Donald Trump became president? He was popular. They didn't care about what he had to say. They just wanted to see what he was going to say. When I say they don't care about what he had to say, they didn't care if he was going to change it or not. They just wanted to see what he had to say because he was entertaining. It was entertaining. Now all of a sudden, everybody wants to make a big eye. Oh yeah, I'm not wearing Gucci no more. You shouldn't have been spending your money on it anyway. But that's what's emulated to us, especially as men. We would get all the girls if we got the flyest car. We would get all the girls if we got all the jewelry. We'd get all the girls if we got all the money. Why? Because back in the days, pharaohs and kings, they were the ones with the most jewelry. They were the ones with the most money. And they were the ones with the most girls. They got kings in Africa that got eight wives. That's why it's cool and that's why it's okay for a man to cheat and a man to be a player and a man to be whatever and a woman to be looked at as a whore if she does it. But it's still the same thing. So it's not sexist. It's not sexist for, for a man to, to 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 do it and a woman not to. That's it's natural. Well, who's going to teach us different? I got kids. I have a daughter and I have a son. And I have nieces and nephews. I consider them to be my kids as well. Because if anything happened to their parents, I'd be more than happy to go ahead and raise them. More than happy. See, the thing is, We're not taking the time out to introduce and stop and break a lot of these chains and cycles. We carry on with it. And we're so selfish. We are so selfish at times that it takes over our lives. Our lives. Our kids can be asking us and be hitting us on our knee and tapping us the whole time and want our attention no matter if it if it's just something simple we don't take the time out to sit and pay attention to them we're so wrapped up with life and yeah that that it makes sense to be wrapped up with life because it's how we live but at the same time you have to pay attention to your surroundings like like our kids matter our, their future matters. Their future matters. We have to teach them something because nowadays school does not. They're building more prisons than they're building schools. And the things they teach you in school, they not even they, you're not even going to use it once you get out. Why don't Why don't they teach you how to love in school? Why don't they teach you anything about credit in school? Why don't they teach you anything about building a loan? Have, uh, be able to uh, have a successful loan in school. Why they stop teaching about sex education in school? Why? Why? It's cool. But they show it on TV. They show it on TV. They show it on, on, TV. They show it on, on TV. They show it on social media. It's cool to be sexually active. And it's really cool not to protect yourself. Let's be real. They 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 say that it 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 feels amazing. But then once you tell them, oh, don't do it. Now the nat- the natural instinct of a person, not even of a child, just of a person. But you can see it in a child. Whenever you tell the child, do not touch something, and then you turn around. As soon as you turn around, they touch it. Why? Because they want to know the reason why you didn't say that. I mean, why you told them not to touch it. So once they touch it and they burn themselves, then they cry. And then what you turn around and tell them? Didn't I tell you not to touch it? And on a side note, that's why a lot of times we have to let people go through certain situations so they know that it's not good for them. We can't protect everybody from everything can't i had a conversation with my wife and we were discussing about our kids and um about uh you know um i guess them growing up and i told her that i wanted to um uh you know give them allowance try to teach them early about working so have them do um regular stuff around the house stuff that can you know help them build character like i'm not just talking about chores and stuff too um, like for, I guess my, my son and whatever other boys I might have in the near future um, they will learn how to change brakes on the car, change oils on a car, um, wash a car um, you know, certain, certain things like that, uh, definitely um, I don't let my son get in the car until all the women have gotten in the car before him, he opens the door for every woman that's getting in the car um, definitely and for when my daughter gets older she won't get in the car until a man has opened the door for her now these are the things i'm going to emulate and it's sad too because i don't even see older men open doors for their wives or you know for their their girlfriends whatever the case may be i actually look especially the older older um couples that's like 60 and 70 like they lose that type of chivalry and it's okay to them it's natural I don't get it. I don't get it. I always open the door for my um, for my wife. I always do. Always. She doesn't walk through a door without me opening it. And if she opens the door, I feel offended. And I let her know. But that's off subject. What I'm saying is we have to teach our younger kids to do better we have to teach them to do better we can't sit back and tell them take it like a man and this is this is boys and girls because take it like a man shows masculinity which means that it we're tough man up which was the title to my last um my last segment man up but to take it like a man means that you have to be tough about it. but certain things hit you so hard that you can't be tough about, especially if you wasn't if you' never been prepared to handle it, if you never had an example how to handle it. now I, I'm gonna get personal with you i've I had um a couple of episodes recently. Last month, and yeah, about yeah, last month, last month, and probably the month before that, I had a couple of depression episodes where I just felt like all the pressure in my life, all my responsibilities was closing in at one time, and I didn't have an outlet. Sure, I could have spoke to my wife about it, but at that time, I didn't know what to say. Not even to, to say how she was gonna. I didn't know what to say. I did it. I would get headaches in the back of my neck, and it would go from the back of my neck all the way to the front of my, my temple, and again, and grow all the way back to the, in the back back of my neck on the left side of my neck. And that was a physical pain. Why? Because I was stressed. It wasn't even over money. All my bills was paid. I was cool. I was good. What I stressed about was, am I doing the right thing? And not to say that I'm doing anything wrong. Where am I going in life? Will I be at this job for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and never move? I met a guy the other day, right? Right? It told me matter of fact um he's a co-worker matter of fact i met what was it day before yesterday either day before yesterday or maybe three days ago two or three days ago one of them but this man told me that he's been working um well the line of work that we do he's been working 16 years doing it i said 16 years doing it i said uh you ain't got no truck and he was like yeah i got a truck i was like so why are you not driving it why are you not an owner operator Oh, nah, man, um, I got it at the house. So, why are you not... I don't get it. Like, why are you not driving it for the company? You can make a lot more money doing that. Oh, nah, man, I'm not getting it dirty. What? It's a truck. <laughs> I got to get that part. Oh, what do you mean you're not getting it dirty? So then he starts telling me about all the gadgets and, and bells and whistles on the truck. And I'm like, okay, that sounds nice. I said, but why don't you use it? So you spent close to probably almost $100,000 on this truck for all the stuff that you tell me that you put on it. And you're not even using it to put money in your pocket. You got it at home on your front yard just collecting dust. So it's either you don't have a truck or you're really stupid. And you felt like you had to tell me this why. You had to try to impress me or you trying to stun on me. Like, which one is it? And the worst thing about it is, this man is older than me and how I know he's older than me I mean he has a great beard and he's you know he's older than me but I'm pretty sure he was in his high 40s if not his high 40s mid 40s high 40s or whatever And you've been working this job for 16 years and you haven't grown like you haven't done anything to show that you you've you've accomplished some things you you're running in a circle you're on the treadmill A lot of people a lot of people um a lot of people feel like um, actually running is better exercise than running on a treadmill, and in life, I can definitely understand that. And even in the gym, I could definitely understand that because you set your own tone when you're on your treadmill. You can walk slow, you know. You don't really have to run that fast, or you could, you know, you can hold on to the bars if you if you get tired or whatever the case is. Whenever you're out in the field, it ain't no bars. It ain't no bars. It ain't no. It ain't no time. You can't keep looking at the time to see when your mile is up. You got to keep going. It ain't no treadmill. It ain't no treadmill. So, I didn't. Un- I didn't understand about the whole. Uh, about the whole thing with him trying to tell me about the truck, but I. The what. Well, I'm saying that to say this. It's like I can't ask this man nothing, because just off of that conversation, I knew that he didn't know anything. Not to say that I was smarter than him, but this is what he's used to. This, what he's into. This, this is his. This is his way of living. This is his persona. This is this is how he thinks. This is this is him. It's cool from you to make yourself look bigger, and to make me try to look smaller than you. When you don't even know anything about me. What makes you successful is the things that you have. Material things that you have. I look at success as making sure my family is eating and my family is good. And we doing what we're supposed to do. I can't be successful if my family is not successful. No one taught me that life taught me that through trial and error no one taught me that no one said oh well you got to make sure your you know your kids is good you got to make sure your you know your wife is good you got to make sure your family's straight your parents are all right no one taught me these things not even my parents not even my parents and i'm not sure if their parents taught them that So, these are the things that we have to be responsible for, and we have to teach our kids. We have to teach our kids. We have to let them know it's okay. It's okay. And if they come to you and they tell you things, don't use it against them. Don't use it against them. You kill them as a child. So when they become an adult and they have these all these emotional problems and they start beating on women or they start going out and just having sex so randomly and then they mess around and get a disease or they mess around and, and, and get AIDS or something like that or something that they can't get rid of because no one talked to them. Nobody no one sat down to the down with them and explained these type of things to them. So they had to find out the hard way. They had they had to they had to endure all these things the hard way. They had to. They, life had to teach them. They never got a cheat sheet. They never got no study guide. I always say, measure something ten times before you cut, because if you cut once, you end up cutting ten times. You ever? I mean, you measure once, you end up cutting ten times to try to get it right. No one sat down and explained these things to us. No one no one when i first got married i was scared and it wasn't even for the fact that i was scared because i had been with this woman for over 4 years already i was scared i was scared because i know normally black men we don't get married we don't get married and i'm not trying to make this a racial thing i'm being i'm being honest black men don't get married if they get married they get they they either get a divorce or they have kids outside of the marriage. And we looked at and, and frowned upon. It's not it's not. We don't have I hate to use this too. We don't have uh uh the huxtable life. It's not a perfect marriage. Our kids don't go to um the Hillman. There's nothing perfect. Why isn't it perfect? Why can't I grow up like the Cosbys? I mean, not the Cosbys, the Huxtables. I don't mean to say Cosbys. Why can't I? Why can't I have a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, live in a beautiful home, both me and my wife have great jobs, come home every day and raise our kids? That seems like the that success right there. You have, you've reached that. You've made it. You've made it. Whenever, whenever you can say that you can come home every day, make a, the same amount of great money that you can come home every day, see your kids every day, raise your kids every day, talk to your kids every day, have them go to school, come home, make good grades in school, be good kids, and you and your wife, you, you have a great marriage. Nothing ever goes wrong. There's no imperfections. Nothing. On the Cosby Show, have you noticed you've never seen... Um, uh, uh, a uh, uh, Cliff and Claire actually like go through some real marital stuff. Like, um, like Cliff never, never uh, held anything back from Claire. When when I when I say that, he never. I never seen Cliff with a friend sat down with a friend and say, you know, um, things are getting pretty tough. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, he had it all together. Everything was everything was, was pieced together perfectly. I don't remember Claire having any girlfriends going out, you know, discussing certain things. Not even about their marriage. They say keep your friends and your family out of your marriage and you'll have a great marriage. And And that might be true to a certain extent. But what happens whenever the problem within your marriage comes out in public because of a situation that happened and you can't control it or even is is i i I can't even explain it (laughs) but what happens how do you prepare for these type of things like let me know how do you prepare for these type of things do you act like they don't exist do you attack it head-on do you explain yourself or do you stay quiet about it or do you just let it roll over we don't know we weren't taught these things they don't teach us these things in school either they teach us advanced functional modeling or trigonometry pre-cal free calculus you see what i'm saying like these type of things that we're never going to use never going to use but they don't teach us about love Or even, I I, I give you a better one. They don't teach us about forgiveness. They don't teach us how to move on. They don't teach us how to take it like a man. They don't teach us how to be able to withstand certain things that attack us every day. And I'm not just talking about uh, being a black man in America or being black in America or being white in America, or being um, Hispanic in America or um, or a different race, Asian, whatever the case may be, and being racially profiled. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the other problems that we normally go through, that everyone normally goes through, that they don't speak on. That we don't say anything about. That we don't say anything about. Like, what what happens when all of your friends and your family members are having families and you don't? You want to fit in, but you can't. What happens when all your friends are having kids, but the doctor tell you you can't have kids? How do you feel then? How do you feel whenever you feel like um, everything you've done to try to make it in this world and, and try to be accepted and people still don't acknowledge you and they treat you like dirt? And people look at you like, how do you, how do you feel whenever you trying to be something that you never thought you could ever be, and you get blamed for it, and you look down upon, and they say that you think that you 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 better than them because you want to be successful. You want to be successful. How do you prepare for that? For the, for the men, how do you prepare juggling family and providing? Because the old saying is is you're either gonna have a man with a whole bunch of money or you're gonna have a man with a whole bunch of time. You never get both. But you know what's more valuable though time. But you have to use your time wisely. There's no romance without finance. But at the same time, I can't spend this time with you. No, I'll take that back. You won't stay if I can't provide for you. The Bible said a man that don't work don't eat. Okay. But the Bible also says it's not good for a man to be alone. Now, even though it's not good for a man to be alone, a lot of men on this world are lonely there's a difference between being alone and being lonely being alone means you could be in a you could be in a room and nobody else is there and you could be happy you can have 10 dogs and a a goldfish or whatever and be by yourself for your whole life and have no problems and be completely happy and then you have the next person that could be in a crowded room a crowded room full of hundred people and still feel lonely. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. However, you want to put it. However, you want to put it. No matter how you want to put it. But um I think i want uh, I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier about um why most men cheat and what what's most of the, the main reason why the, why we cheat I mean some men they they just cheat um sporadically and they don't you know they 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 just wanna just have sex it's it's nothing to really you know that really goes into it um but I think it's just the level of maturity, you know it's the level of maturity. Most men look for comfort. If we cannot find comfort within you, we will find it somewhere else. And it's not saying that you're not good enough. It just means that you probably wasn't paying attention. You probably weren't listening. Or you probably just can't relate. And that's nothing against you. But it still leaves the fact that we need it. You may not mean to do it, but it's still done. You know how many car accidents has happened in the world? People have a car. If people get into accidents all day, every day, don't mean they meant to get in accidents, but it still happens. Someone still has to take responsibility for it, regardless of the situation. You can say you can say sorry a hundred times, it will not fix it. It's still done. It's still done, and that accident can cause death or can cause a permanent damage. and I hold on I'm sorry and it could cause death or cause um, permanent damage you see what I'm saying and what they don't understand is when I say they I, I mean women well it's most women they don't understand is that we need that outlet the reason why we need that outlet because we bottle so many emotions and so many feelings and so many thoughts so many thoughts most of the time y'all might be busy and we might not realize it most of the time is 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 something that like i said before we don't know how you're going to take it we don't know what you're going to think about us once we tell you these things and if we tell you these things, we're going to feel vulnerable to the fact that we've even speaking on it because it's not something that was normally supposed to be spoken about because why we were taught to take it like a man. So what do we do? We find another woman whose first thing we can't go to our brother. We can't go to our homeboys. Why? They're going to say we acting like a, a, a female. They're going to say we acting like a female. Break it out your feelings. Bro, I ain't trying to talk about that. Get out your feelings. I ain't even trying to hear that. I'm trying to play the game. I'm trying to watch the game. I'm trying to chill with Shorty. I ain't trying to do all that. So we're left not to speak on it. We're left not to not to talk about it. We're left to not not to not to not to do anything about it. So what is the first thing we do? We find someone else, find someone else, and we confide in them to the point where they feel comfortable to confide in us. So once we start trading our secrets, that's a trust. It's a trust. It's a trust. Then what happens is, right, I don't care who you is. You spend enough time with somebody, you're going to grow feelings with them. It doesn't always mean that it's sexual. See what I'm saying? You can have a feeling that you care about someone. If you spend enough time with your homeboy and y'all go through enough stuff together, you're going to build a connection and a relationship with him. It does not have to be gay. It does not have to be gay. It does not. This is time. These are time. these are experiences and, and people don't understand. If you spend enough time with anyone, whether if it's a relative or whoever, you're going to build that connection with them. You're going to build it. You are. So like I said, it doesn't mean that that you're gay. It doesn't. So, but nine times out of ten, what we do is we go, we, we find someone else. And most of the time, it's somebody that doesn't know us. Because we can't really tell ourselves, we can't tell or talk to someone that already knows us because we can't change the perception that they have of us already. So we go out and meet somebody new. Hey, how you doing? My name is such and such and such and such. Tell me about yourself whatever, whatever. What do you do for a living? What do you do? You got kids. You got a girl. You got a wife, whatever. You got a husband. You got a boyfriend, whatever. Baby dad, baby moms, whatever. And once we get get that out the way, then it's... Maybe the next day when you finally go through something, you would be like, Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Yo, you won't believe what happened to me today. Oh, where what happened? Now, I need to talk to you. Da, 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 da. Oh, where what happened? You could talk to me. You could tell me anything. Can I really tell you anything? And once I tell you this, can I trust you? And when I tell you this, did you not judge me? Now, once. We tell and we speak on all these things and we do all these things. And that conversation starts to build, it starts to build. There's more conversations that start to happen. And once we see each other in person, these feelings start to grow. Now I'm talking about the, the opposite sex, not the same sex. And as soon as she feels vulnerable enough to come to you, you become the teddy bear. See, men's mind state might not be the same, like, sexual. Be like, okay, I'm going to tell her this because I want to have sex with her. We feel vulnerable because we're trying to let you know something that's in our mind and that's making us feel some sort of way, and we we don't know how to get it out. Women react off the emotions. Men don't. We act off physical. That's why you can see... Uh, an unattractive man with the most beautiful woman in the world because she don't care about how he looks. She don't care about how he looks. Most of the time they don't. But at the same time, they still want somebody that's presentable. But most of the time they don't. Because nowadays, uh, women just want somebody that's going to be faithful, somebody that can provide, and somebody that can trust. They'll take that over all, all the rest of the stuff. Those are the, the main things that they want. But men, we want somebody that we can confide into. We could trust. Somebody that, that's ambitious, that wants something out of life, that wants to do something, and that can support us. And basically, uh, our personal own Porn star. <laughs> I mean, just to be real, I'm. I'm not trying to be. Um, I'm not trying to be uh, inappropriate or anything like that. But I'm. I'm just trying to be real. Like these are the things that that we want. If we can get those, then we're fine. To the point that even even to the point that we'd be like, yo, you ain't even gotta worry about working. I just want you to be ambitious about something. I just want you to. I I want you to be ambitious about something. Don't be stagnant. You know, that's the thing that they want. But to go back to what I was saying, once they start having that communication and and it starts to get, um, get to another level where the trust grows stronger, then that's when that person becomes, that's when that person becomes, um, more open to the fact of, well, if I wasn't with my wife and she wasn't with her husband, I wonder what Things would be, and how things would be, and how life would be. Then you start visualizing. Oh, maybe this could happen, and that could happen. And if she's attractive, and if he's attractive, see, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how the the women would think on this because I'm I'm not a woman, I'm a man. But I'm I'm thinking from a man's perspective, because once the um. Because the man is placed in that situation, that we feel vulnerable, vulnerable enough, and a woman is coming back and they 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 speaking on this, and they they they're actually sharing these type of ideas within, then we're in we're in um we're in uh, different um conversations and um expressing different type of dialogues with each other, and um we having these 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 feelings in these open um sessions with each other and discussing certain things. And that one moment that her man messes up, naturally, you know, we want to be able to say, man, don't worry about that. I got you, da 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 We want to be the, pro- see, a, a natural man wants to be the provider, and he wants to be the Superman. You see what I'm saying? And so we'll step in and be like, don't worry about it. I got it. And then she's going to automatically feel like, okay, I feel safe with him. And so as soon as we start downgrading and and not downgrading, I'm sorry, as soon as we start talking negative about the person that we're with, our wife or our girlfriend or whatever the case may be, and as soon as she starts talking bad about her man, that's when that conversation opens up and, you know, you look nice today or I like your pictures or, you know, you want to go out to eat or we should, we should, we should go see a movie together, you know, then that opens up a whole another can of worms, you see what I'm saying, like, that, that right there, and if you're not mentally strong enough to see these things, and, and, and see these things before they happen, you can easily get sucked in, and if your, your, your situation with whoever you're in, I mean, whoever you're with is still, um, keep, keep, still going on, and it's negative, of course, of course, and it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. Then you end up making the decision a bad decision that's gonna affect you if you're married for the rest of your uh for the rest of your life. Or for the rest of whenever you get married or if you get up getting divorced or whatever the case is, but you know, or if you just got a um a girlfriend or a boyfriend for your relationship. And then you gotta go back and then you gotta apologize about it. Or you can keep it to yourself and they'll never know. But whatever happened in the dark comes in the light. So sooner or later, they ain't going to find out. You see what I'm saying? These are the things that happen. These are the things that happen. That's that's how it happens. But I'm not blaming it all on women because it's not women's fault. Sometimes us men, we don't know how to speak on it. And it's not to say that women don't listen. It's just that we don't know how to interpret it. But our silent screams are the, always the loudest, but people never hear them. That's why they say actions speak louder than words. So if you don't pay attention to a person's actions, not even just a man, a person's actions. If I know you wear, I know you wear red every day, right? You ain't got to be the same clothes, Like, but I know you wear red every day or blue every day. And on one day you wear white or one day you start wearing pink or something like that or it's a different color out of the ordinary. I'm going to ask you, yo, you all right? You know, if you do your hair a certain way and then all of a sudden you cut your hair, you all right? What's going on? Oh, no, I'm okay. No, you're not. These are the things. Actually, speak louder than words. We have to look for them, whether it's in our man or in our our woman, our husband or our wives. These are the things that we have to look for. Once we look for these things, we can correct it. We can try to be there. We can listen, have an open mind to it. You can't complain about nothing that's never going to get fixed if you don't try to fix it. So you can't expect us to say man up or you can't you can't you can't expect us to man up if we're not even know we don't even we haven't even known a example to go off of or seen an example to go off of to even say man up because the examples that we've been given, they've been poor examples. They've been poor examples. I can't be like him. He don't even love his wife. I can't be like him. He don't even spend time with his kids. I can't be like him. He doesn't even work. I can't be like him. And I'm I'm not shaming or shadow. I, I make more money than him. And, it's, I, and I'm not saying that. I'll I say that in the most humblest way, I promise you. I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that. But I can't learn from you if you can't teach me anything. I can't. I met an older gentleman the other day. He's an owner-operator. I've been thinking about going into owner operator and owning my own truck. And I asked him about it. And the questions I was asking him, he didn't have no answers to. Everything I was asking him, he was was stuttering. And the first thing he said to me is, uh, my last job, I had to leave my last job because it was a younger guy, and um, he thought he knew more than me. Well, I see why you you would think that because you don't know anything either. And when he approached me, he was like, "Yo, um, how how long you been working this job?" And um, I was like, oh, "I've been here almost about almost five or six months now." He's like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay." I said, "Well, how long you been here? He like about a month." So I had to show him around and, and show him how to do certain things. So you're afraid to be taught, whether whether if I'm younger than you or older than you. If I know something that you don't, why not? If you know something I don't, then I'm going to ask a question, whether if you're younger than me or if you're older than me. I can learn. You're never too old to to learn. And we we have to get over that that notion that, that... you that we had to try to be better than the next person the only person you need to be trying to be better than is the person that you was last year stop being stagnant and compl- and complacent stop with the comfortable like the comp being comfortable stop stop life pushes in situations that'll make you uncomfortable and when life puts you in situations that make you uncomfortable, that means it's time to grow. It's time to grow. Don't feel discouraged about it. It's just telling you your next test is coming. So you have you have to be prepared. Yes, you've never done this before. I understand that. We're going to work on this. You're going to get it wrong. I understand that. We're going to work on this. People think that um, I hate to use religion too, but people think that Christians are perfect, and I really feel like Christians are the most imperfect people in the world, and that's what makes it. That's what makes us Christians. I consider myself to be a Christian. I'm not a religion. I, I'm a spiritual person. I have a relationship with God. So I don't. I don't pray at six o'clock every day. Like that's not. That's not my thing. So I. I, I have a relationship with God. I don't have a religion. But I, I do wrong. I'm not afraid to say it, you know, but, I, I, you know, I try to I try my best to repent and, and apologize and to get it right. But the Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. We all not some. So that, that means bishops, pastors, first ladies, deacons, deaconess, usher boards, everyone, nobody gets gets everything right. It's somewhere in your life, no sin is bigger than the other. Somewhere in your life, you're doing the wrong too. Somewhere. So we we just have to stop it, man. We got to stop this notion, man. It's just, we we have to try to help each other, man. We, we can't just always say, take it like a man. like And, and you have to tell me what I'm supposed to be trying to take like a man or how to take it like a man. You know, is it's it's a lot, man. Um I, I said a lot, hopefully, you know, I, I change somebody, help somebody. Um I kinda feel a little bit better about everything. Um I just know that it's it's something that's preparing me to move on to the next the next stage in my life. And you can't keep stand, you can't keep still, like you can't be stagnant and you definitely can't be complacent and you gotta you gotta keep going you gotta keep progressing that's the only way to grow that's the only way